Brony Geese proudly presents What's, What's the, the Topic? topic? The following audio may contain, contain language that is too for a younger audience. The opinions are expressed are solely those the speakers themselves may contain spoilers in the genre discussed. Brony Geeks makes no claim of any of the various properties discussed. Listener discretion is strongly advised. For the inaugural episode of What's the Topic? We will be discussing comic books, and we'll be discussing in depth what helps you get into comics, and what helps you like your favorite characters in comics. We're not limiting it to a certain property, we're talking about all genres of comics. To get the show rolling, you have me as your host, Frank. You have up top, Tony doing God knows what, and... And, and the man, man holding everything down, down at the foundation, the man, the myth, the marvel, Will. How is everybody doing this evening? I'm good. Not bad. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Well, without any further ado, um, we've had a couple topics that we've discussed, like, just privately as group members between admins, and I think it's about time we kind of veil back the curtain, kind of let everybody know more of us personally, to what extent they care, we'll find out with the views, but wanted to discuss in depth just comic books and how you kind of got started down this path, down this journey towards, you know, geekdom. And for, first off, we'll let Tony walk us down the path of how you kind of got in the comics and how you kind of just became part of your thing. I mean, it makes sense to let the oldest guy go first since I literally had all the old comic books. <laughs> well, I, I got started because I was the kind of, I was the only child, but I went against the grain of being the only child. I didn't get everything I wanted. My dad was in the army. So I was the army brat. So, you know, I had to work for everything I got. So I had, you know, got my allowance and I used to walk up to the corner store. They had them sitting right at the front of the book rack. It was five cents. I would just go get a handful, come back, start reading. This is before I knew the value that they could hold in the future. Because the first comic I ever read was number one Tarzan. Their first one got me into it and then of course i started when i got older and i started you know having friends who drive or when i, I would hop on my bike and i would you know ride off somewhere to go to the the bigger stores i started to delve into the bigger names like marvel and dc growing up i was a marvel guy x-men that was my comic book i didn't care about anybody else i got went in got all the x-men comics my guy was cyclops Still love him to this day. Everybody talking about he a Boy Scout, but he will, he'll, he'll hurt you if you play with him the wrong way. So that kind of got me, once I got into it, it was kind of like my escape. Because, you know, growing up where I grew up, it was a lot of, let's say, stress in the environment. Because it was a bad part of town, and you had your choice. Go out, get into some shenanigans possibly get in trouble which was 90% of the time going to happen or you stayed in house 
and you did something to make you happy and that's what comics did for me i got immersed into the world and i was like okay i can i got behind this and then once i started learning you know hey at this store all the new comics come out on tuesday but at this store all the new comics come out on wednesday like okay which one am i really wanting to stay with because that's that's what i'm going to start focusing on and after that i once i got through once i i can't say i really got through the marvel but then marvel went through their little issues you know almost going bankrupt and having to sell off a lot of their characters that's when i switched over to dc and that's when i started reading you know the old school justice league and i really became a fan of batman because to me he was technically the only character that you could actually be he was the only feasible character that you could be if you was rich enough you could be batman i got all the cool gadgets just had to learn how to fight most of us knew how to fight from just living on the streets and so got into batman hated superman hated green lantern hated flash hated all of them it was all about batman and then once i got through once i got deep into batman i was like you know what i started listening to everybody said well marvel's this dc's this and i'm like why don't y'all just like both i like both i like x-men and then i started discovering you know other characters like my favorite character now as an adult is blue marvel as you both know that's my dude a lot of people didn't know about him but when i found out about him i started reading up on him i was like damn this this guy is a superman a black panther and a batman all in one why is nobody not getting into this guy and i started reading him and now it's blue marvel batman Cyclops, Black Panther. Those are those are my that's my list. Those are my guys. That's anything a solid squad in of itself. Any anything after that, I'll read, but that's not what I'm gonna focus on. Again, it's me. I guess especially being a minority, I can identify with the blue Marvel background because of the the time that he grew up in. And he grew up during slave times, and that was his backstory. And I was like, okay. I heard my, you know, my, I heard my grandma talk about this. I heard my mom talk about this. So I got into Blue Marvel that way. And it's just evolved to that. Now it's like, I used to hit Oxford Bookstore. Shout out to Oxford over Linux. But I don't have to go there anymore because it's all online. And so that's saving me a trip from every Wednesday at 10 a.m. going to the comic book shop, having my box. Going through my box, seeing what I want, putting the rest back. Now I get everything I want online. And it's still to this day, it's, it helps relax because my kids will soon know becoming an adult is very stressful. And everybody needs something to help them relieve stress. And for me, if it's not sports, it's comic books. That's pretty much mine. Yeah, because yeah, uh, men's, men's mental, mental health isn't taken seriously, seriously enough in this country, country so the fact that you've at least identified comfort areas and zones that help you go through what you're going through as an adult, because everyone goes through something in some way, shape, form, or capacity, yep. it's very, very beneficial. So, Will, how did you end up going down the comic book rabbit hole like Tony did? Uh, I ended up in comics thanks to my mother, actually. Um, everything with her, uh, my mom was a big nerd. And so at that, uh, she loved all types of things that made you think. And so, with that. so when it came down to comics and such, so at that, 
um, a lot of the storylines, especially back then, and stuff like that, really made you think about the issues that were going on to you know in the world, and you know what? Because I mean, that's what comics are based off of. Um, so I ended up going through a lot of her old comics and stuff like that, and uh, I think the one that caught me first and stuff like that was Secret Wars and stuff like that. Uh, Secret Wars was the first comic books that I've actually, you know, started reading and stuff like that. And, you know, the original, like, you know, old school, so that, uh, nineteen actually came out the year I was born, I believe, uh, in 84. So I uh, started reading that one, got into that. And uh, from there, it just it just trickled down and stuff like that. I just started going through her old boxes, her old stashes of comics that she's had. And I started going out to collect my own uh, at one point. And I just started developing characters that freaking I really got into. Uh, like he was saying with Cyclops and stuff like that, freaking Cyclops is one of my favorite characters of that. Actually, like Cyclops and Storm and stuff like that. And what drew me to the X-Men was Storm because, let's be honest, I like the way she was drawn. <laughs> so I was like, hey, Storm, strong black woman, sweat that, doing her thing, sweat that. It, you know, resonated with me, sweat that. You know, she was the second in command, freaking Cyclops. And it was just like, you know, it worked because, you know, she was she was a badass. Um, from there again, I just started exploring more and more and stuff like that. Uh, I think the one that I related to most and was my all-time favorite uh, when I was younger was Spider-Man. Uh, got the same name. I was small growing up and stuff like that, you know. Uh, I didn't really get bullied like that, stuff like that. I mean, I got picked on here and there, stuff like that, but I had a, you know, my crew took care of me. You know, my some friends that I did have were also like me. They were, you know, I, I'm sitting here at like 5'5". Five, five. They're all at, you know, six foot or whatever in freaking high school, so they made sure I was taken care of, but uh, we all revolved around the same thing, and, you know, out of everybody, Peter Parker sat with me. That's about that. Freaking, he was the everyman, and so at that, he still just tried to do right and deal with his life's problems and stuff like that. And then as I got older, um, Tony Stark, Iron Man, is what resonated with me more as I got older. So that's that. a playboy. Uh, yeah, me freaking, uh, I became a slut for a while. That's about that. Freaking. Now <laughs> proudly <laughs> retired. Yeah, happily married, man. So that, uh, but no, like I understand uh, about the addiction, about seeing stuff uh, in my past. And so that, uh, people I've been around with, you know, the drugs and alcohol and you know people being able to make a comeback from that and it just hit even more so that when they selected robert downey jr to play iron man so that because he dealt with those issues and so like that and came out on top in a very public fashion and so like that so it was like like this character to me just felt more like you know the adult me's character that really sat um sat well with everything that you know I was about and I mean it all came down to I always wanted to be a superhero growing up and uh, a lot of these comic books influenced my career choices and stuff like that growing up that's one of the reasons why I joined the Marine Corps I became a firefighter I wanted to be a hero I wanted to be a superhero in any fashion I could so what was the one main qualities about a superhero was they help people so I picked jobs and stuff like that that allowed me to help people take care of people in any way I can about that and just keep trucking forward and you know a marine firefighter what's you know what's what's better than that you know not very many things if at all but say from the bottom of my heart from a civilian standpoint thank both of you for your service thank you for what you guys have done because those are the real superheroes and they never get nearly enough credit i know you guys have 
you know, branch differentiations and have, you know, everyone believes certain branches better than the other. But from a civilian standpoint, you ate too many crayons. You forgot about them. But, like, everybody's appreciative of just in general what every branch brings and the peace and stability that it brings to a civilian standpoint that we're grateful and we're appreciative for what goes on with them. But for me, anyway, from a personal standpoint, if you know me growing up or if you watch any part of, like, Gag on These Balls, a show that me and Tony do, also on Grony Geeks, I really wasn't a stereotypical geek growing up. I was literally... Sports was my only outlet other than video games. Like, I would play the crap out of my N64, I played the crap out of my GameCube, my Game Boy Advance, my Game Boy ST, PlayStation 2, got some Final Fantasy, got some Kingdom Hearts, stuff like that. I literally was, I didn't think it was a geek thing, I just thought everybody played video games, everybody liked relaxing this way. It was, it was a very, very normal thing to do, and I wasn't much of a geek until Marvel dropped. Iron Man, the very first movie. That's how late I got to this now broadly accepted, you know, geek thing. I wasn't really diehard comic books. I wasn't, I had to read this Mark Millar comic, or I had to go read this Batman run. It wasn't any of that. It was just like, oh, that's a pretty cool character. Um, got any more information on him anywhere? And then a buddy of mine was like, hey, comic here. And next thing you know, one comic here, one comic there, this, that, and the other thing is like, also there's these, you know, web apps like Comicsology, which I swear we should get sponsored at some point in time. There's like, you literally go online, look up literally any genre you want. If you wanted to read Watchmen, or if you wanted to read like the Injustice storyline in the DC universe, or if you just wanted to read about Star Wars, or whatever the case may be, search your little comic book. And then you can literally check it out for certain length of time and just flip through it, scroll through it on your phone, learn more about your characters, and you can suddenly have a better knowledge and a better understanding of the things that all your buddies are passionate about. And like, you can start associating with certain characters that, for you guys, resonated with you. And for me, characters that resonated with me were more often than not your asshole characters too stubborn to quit and very, very prideful characters. And as you know, on my shelf, Vegeta's my boy. I'm wearing the I Am The Hype shirt, and I know if you've watched any kind of YouTube at some point in time, you probably stumbled across like a DBZ bridge, and then the I Am The Hype meme was born partly from that, and it was one of the greatest web series I saw, and it was more relatable for one of my favorite characters, because... Dragon Ball Z Heroes. Let's not go there. Let us not go there. Trigger. Will, we have to trigger him at least once. Mm. And that's his trigger right now. <sighs> My trigger is being surrounded by Marines who just love to pick and bully on you. But at the same time, folks, if a Marine does not pick or bully you in any way, they don't like you. bullies. Get it right. We bully bullies. I don't bully anybody. I'm, I'm very, very mild. Nobody's bullying you. Vegeta was a bully. Now Vegeta just don't play no shit. He retired. still a bully. He, he only changed that. I want to say, like, maybe the, the Majin Buu arc is where he really started to, to switch. Because he was still a way better dad than Goku ever was, even though he was an asshole and, like, never there. Look, 
I would punch my kids in the stomach too to get them away from places. <laughs> oh, hello. Like, like imagine right here. Like, like imagine like, having super kids on top of that that can literally fly and shoot beans out of their hands. Imagine like them going through like terrible twos and stuff, just crying laser beams. Oh yeah, that's exactly what you wanted apparently. But no, Vegeta was one of the characters that resonated with me, and then Will has uh, recommended a show that I highly recommend for those of you that like anime and Demon Slayer, and my boy Inosuke is absolutely fits the same exact mold too proud to quit too stubborn to quit just wants to fight everybody and anything if you watch black clover luck volta is another character exactly same mold of just he just wants to fight everybody and everybody can come get these hands they're ready to eat for everybody and that is something i can definitely get behind fighting for you know what's right and just wanting to fight to see who's the strongest who's the best who can do this that and the other thing i was never I like, I like I like, like Batman. Batman. I like Deadpool. I like Deathstroke. I like a lot of I like a lot of anti-hero type characters. Um, I've never been. But they're so cool. I've never been like diehard in like the super super goody goody characters. But like I still respect who they are, what they are. Like you know your Steve Rogers, your Clark Kent, those kind of heroes. You get why they do what they do, but at the same time, it couldn't relate to me because like. Being 100% good all the time is just I can't do it. not feasible. Like I'd rather be a grifter type character than a Superman type character. I feel like it's a lot more fun that way. It's a lot easier to just kind of do what you got to do. As long as you're still doing it for the right reasons, it should really matter like how the job gets done, right? You, you know what character I think just has too much fun? And this is your fault, Brent. I got it from your show. Okay. I recommend it to me, Jiu-Jitsu. Toto. <laughs> Toto? <laughs> what size woman do you like? <laughs> what type of woman do you like? That is hilarious. He said, I was like, what does that have to do with fighting? What? Because like, like when he was first introduced the character, you're kind of like, oh, this is a pretty meh character. Yeah, and then like as the as the first season goes on, you're just like, this is my dude. I like this guy. Ridiculous. I like that guy. He's, he's just, just chaotic, chaotic good. There's and literally... he can fight real good, so it's like he's not like a pushover. Like if, if he gives you a clapping, you're gonna get a smacking. Like that. that, that I like how he can just switch positions. I like that one. Yeah, I still gotta finish that. You have to watch it. This I mean, I, st- I keep, I keep stop. You know, I keep doing other shit. Because you keep getting pulled off on like Demon Slayer because you watch I mean, the movie. I, I'm watching better stuff, so. And that's why. Better I First of all, don't <laughs> <laughs> you, you thought you were going to slide that in there like no one was going to notice that? that? I want to see that's, how long that's why, that's why y'all couldn't talk to me about WandaVision. Me finally watching the last episode, last week. Took you long enough, holy shit. Look, man. Look, other things popped up. The minute Brent opened yeah, it about your geriatrics, what? <laughs> he said, when he gave me Jujitsu Kaisen, that took over everything. And then I, right after that, you know what happened? Up in the little you, people also watch, it was Castlevania. So I said, oh, what's this about? Oh, shit, vampires? Okay, I'm down with that. What's this about? Add to list. <laughs> Go finish this. No, no, that's not how this. And, and then, then next thing you know, your backlog is so deep, it's just like, like when, when Will decides to post in group, calling everybody out on their backlog. You know how long my favorite <laughs> list is on Amazon and Netflix? Not Massive. Mentioned, uh, HBO uh, Plus, all that shit. Come on, dude. HBO Max. Yeah. Same thing. Because <laughs> what I recommended to him, Will, because I think Tony would really, really resonate with the show. Got out of high school. 
I think that would be a good addition to yeah, it's one season it's 12 episodes the 30 minute episodes so all English me, that's gonna stop me from watching Loki because I'm gonna get into it like I got into it with um, Castlevania and just binge the shit out of it it's really easy to start out a binge I'm literally watching like in between because I'm at Black Clover where they no longer have English so I'm, I have to actually pay attention now read the subtitles trying to figure out what the heck's going on I hate doing what that. episode is that? I'm Black Clover? I'm like episode 152 out of like 171 that's available on Crunchyroll. I'm powering through this series. The first 15 episodes are kind of slow. Once you get, once they build their foundation, everything's great. I'm on episode 9, I think. Yeah. I can't do slow. It's just a quick slow. But it's a necessary foundation. Once you get to the end, it's just too slow. You had to listen to Will. You had to let the chicken marinate. And it gets the better. The only reason I kept watching is because certain people said, just get through the first couple episodes. I was like, okay. And then you eventually did, and it was you were happy with the ending, right? No, I was not. It was, the ending was okay. It did what it was supposed to do. Like, like just get me more cat Dennings. Oh, I asked Marvel. You know, you know why. why. No. Episode one fifty up to episode one fifty six in English. I could do. Talking about Black Clover? Yeah, I saw Shaq. Was it on Funimation? Yeah, that's what I'm seeing Funimation stuff. I got it on I got Crunchyroll, but I was like, hmm. Yeah, I got it. But that also brings up another good topic. For newer geeks. Where would you recommend a good starting base, either T V show, comic book, video game? Where, Where would you go with this? I'll start with Will on this one. I mean, it depends on your taste and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, are you trying to get in? Like, it really depends on what people are trying to get into. Like, if you're trying to get into something, you know, fun and lighthearted and just kind of play around stupid and stuff like that, then there's all types of freaking, you know, little games you can play and stuff like that. If you want to do everything like, uh, Again, and I hate to fucking say it, like just bear with me here, sort of thing, because I hate this fucking game. But for people who just want to just do stupid shit and have fun, again, they can do uh, Fall Guys and stuff like that, freaking Fortnite and all that other, you know, stuff like that. That's kind of that genre. I don't really care for none of that stuff. If you want more serious gamers and stuff like that, and like really good uh, storyline-driven games and stuff like that, freaking Halo, Ghost of Tsushima. Resident, so Evil. Damn. Resident, Resident Evil. Damn. Resident Evil made a comeback, but there, there was, was a lot of dust. Yeah, it, 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 that, that did some work. Four, five, uh, and Village. My top yeah. Um, yeah, because they, they want third-person shooters, they want first-person shooters and stuff like that. They want multiplayer. I mean, there's so many facets with video games like that. Like, you really have to find out what the person likes. Yeah, uh, what resonates with their personality, basically. Yeah, because what I like it won't be what Will likes because even though I am currently playing Borderlands, I don't like first person. I can get through it because of all the shit that's going on in there. But I do get fucked up. My child does have to come save me for time to stop. Because but she also plays it better than I do because she does the Call of Duties. I don't. Me neither. I've never been so, a huge Call of Duty. Her person. and first person shooters that that's her area of expertise. So me, like the old school, like I like my games are 
more the horror base, like Parasite Eve. Those old school horror games. Silent Hill. Yeah. Silent Hill type games. Those are you games. Want, you because, want the jump scares and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, and it's it's not even that because yes, even though Resident Evil fell off from what it was, the old the the first couple Resident Evils made you think you had puzzles and shit you had to do in there before you could do anything else. You were trapped unless you figured out certain scenarios that helped you through. Same thing with Silent Hill. If you got into a room or you got trapped, you had to figure out how to get out of it before the world flipped and you died. And I like those because not only did it challenge my mind, it kept me on my toes. So, so like, like a strategy type game, almost like Assassin's Creed would almost be right up your alley if you're a historical buff to some degree. Because there is some factual stuff in Assassin's Creed, but there's a lot of embellished information as well. So they have a lot of puzzles, um, Legend of Zelda, like, like way back, back in the day, Ocarina of Time, some of their puzzles I thought were outstanding for that time frame. Like I still play on my N64 to this day. Mostly Smash Bros. and like Mario Kart and stuff like that. And see, I don't, I can't, I don't like that. I don't like Smash Bros. and none of Mario stuff. Like I'll do Zelda, but that's about the limit of what I'll do with that. Smash Bros. like that falls in the category with like Fortnite. Like that's one of the games you can just pick up and play. Have a little bit of fun with, and then you put it down. It's like a party game. Like, like that's all. Like, I get yeah, together with people, and we hey, kind of fuck around, Mario Kart, whatever. And, then and I if don't I really did it, it, I would have to be drunk. That's, that's, that's um, cause cause the, the optimal drink drinking game, at, at least in my mind. Halo Three, land parties were probably some of the best times I've ever had gaming because I did it with two of my best buddies growing up. We would literally go over to my buddy's house, have some drinks, get some food. Played the ever-loving crap out of Halo 3. I learned every single map from the game because I didn't have an Xbox. I was always a PlayStation household. And that's why I wanted it to be. and never really sell two Xbox. And I learned every single map on Halo 3 drunk. And see, that's and see for me, like my thing. I. I guess the, the most recent one that would be perfect way to decide what I like would be the Batman games. The recent one. The Arkham, Arkham series. series. The Arkham oh, series. I love them games. They're so good. That right there, you get action, you got strategy, you got all the stuff you got to look for. It's just that right Great storyline, good strategy. encompasses everything that I like in a game. So which that would be, which, which game was your favorite? favorite? Out of, every, out of that Arkham, Arkham series. series. There were a lot of good ones. Orphans always get shit on, but I don't think it was that bad of a game. It just fell out of the mold of the other three. I would rate... Fuck. Because the Joker was definitely weaker in Origins, I will say that much. You can give me Mark Hamill as Joker and anything and Kevin Conroy as Batman, you have me sold. Okay, I would say City would be my first one. Same. So damn good. Asylum. Yes. Night and, and then Origins. I would say Origins above Night. Ooh. I thought you loved the use of Jason Todd. I do, but it was so much that had changed in that game. That and plus I got more Deathstroke in Origins. He, he was did. better. He was a better Deathstroke in Origins than he was in Night. 
and he was basically for me the final boss in that game because the fight against him was literally the hardest fight in the game. Everything after that was just like, oh, this is a game. Yeah, but you were in there having to counter everything and jumping back and figuring out. I will put I will put Origins above Night, so it'd be you know, City Asylum Origin Night. Because a city is probably in my top five games for me personally. Because it was just, never ran out of stuff to do. Even when you beat the game and got all the trophies and everything, it was still shit you go out there and just fuck up. Yeah, and it was just free. To, it was a free play. It was a free roam. I loved it. It was one of the last games that I've ever been like, all right, I need to pull an all nighter. Like you get sucked in the stories. Like I can't stop playing this game. Like, there's yeah, just so, so much good stuff going on. on. I almost beat the whole game in one night until I realized the sun was coming up and I had work in like two hours. I'm like, well, I'll screw myself. <laughs> Time to suck it up. Go make some money, you know? So you know I'm looking for Kill the Justice League. I'm ready for that one. Kill the Justice League and the uh, new Batman game, which is all coming out next year. Yep, I might actually get the online pass so I can play with y'all. I'm, I'm just saying, saying, if you get, get that, that as well, there will be a couple of Halo games. Why don't don't look? Like, like Madden, NBA, 2K, MLB. Like let's do something. This channel needs more gaming content. We, we like gotta hold it down. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna plug up this Xbox in November and then play Halo. Until then, it's gonna stay in the box over there. But as soon as we get done, me and the Wii one jumping back on Borderlands. Because that's what we do. Have you not beaten that game yet, or are you still doing all? Yeah, I can play some other stuff. No, we've beaten, we've beaten all of them. We just beat three. We beat the the siren lady, and now we're what? Tyrene. I'm sorry, she corrects me because I don't do names. She remembers every fucking thing. So, but now we're running through True Ball. Hmm. I don't, I don't like Borderlands three. I ain't like the end. And, and you, you haven't touched Borderlands 4 yet? No. What's that? No, they got a new one. Um, what's your favorite little character, little crazy girl? Uh, oh, Tina. Tina. Oh, Tiny Tina. See? Just holler out. Yeah. Shit. She's waiting for that to come out. That's like her favorite character. We've got a lot of good stuff on the horizon then. Um, as far as relatability goes, Mm -hmm. Why did Blue Marvel resonate with you, Tony? Well, if we if you look at his history and how he grew up as a minority in America and how he was treated, see, me being almost 50 and knowing that my grandmother was a slave and that my parents grew up during segregation, Having a hero that puts that on the forefront so everybody can see it, and then add to the fact that he did—he wasn't like your superhero who just wore, you know, the, the eye mask or had his face out like Superman. He literally covered his entire face because during that time, you couldn't be black and a superhero. And when they found out he was black and a superhero, they made him retire. The government told him you can't do this anymore. So that right there just said, you know what? That's how we're being treated. I can identify. Like I can't identify with Bruce Wayne. I can't identify being, you know, a billionaire white guy. But I can identify with, like, uh, Blue Marvel. 
as well as you can identify with certain characters like Mark Spector or the John Stewart Green Lantern who have been, you know, served their country as a Marine and then went on to do what they did in their arcs as well. And plus, Boo Marvel will murk Superman. I said it. <sighs> We're back I on that it. again. We are back on that. It's Look, not, not always, always a battle. Do you know who it took to defeat Blue Marvel? Probably, Probably the devil or something absurd. Oh, no, no, no. It was... Why do you have this written down, down somewhere? You no, know, I'm going to see if I can remember. What is Blue Marvel is my dude? I know he, went, he was going one-on-one with Sentry, Thor, Wonder Man, Hulk, and Miss Marvel. It took all of them to beat him. That's, that's not, not a one v one, but I, I, I think it's a handicap match. But that's one v everybody. He it took and it took all of them to beat him. He, I put it out this. He punched Sentry so hard he knocked him unconscious. One punch and punched him in the space. That's a good day right there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> you're not one. You're not one on one in that dude. And, and then, then for you, Will, I know you're talking about how Peter Parker resonated for you as a kid. What, what about? Peter Parker, or was it Miles? It was Peter Parker. It was Peter Parker as a kid, but now it'd be more Miles. Yeah, I mean, I mean, my my kids resonate with Miles. They they love Miles. They like a lot of their stuff revolves around Miles. I'm happy for that as they are of, you know, uh, mixed origin. Uh, but I I like that's right. That's like perfect. You know, Peter Parker and stuff like that. Just because, like, again, it wasn't necessarily about freaking, you know race of Peter Parker for me and stuff like that. Uh, I just genuinely liked his personality and stuff like that. He just felt like, you know, one of the guys that was always going to help in any way he could and stuff like that, no matter what. It didn't matter what your, you know, skin color, ethnicity and stuff was. There's even one of the comics and stuff like that where he's poking fun at, at Jonah. He's like, you don't like me because I'm black or whatever. So like that, uh, that thing and stuff like that. And it was hilarious because he's just like, he's just really just an everyday guy and you know no matter what it is that i do or i deal with and stuff like that freaking i never forget that i'm just an everyday guy and you know freaking i still need to be humble in my efforts to you know help people and do whatever i can so you know even to this day so it doesn't matter i'm walking down the street so that so i need help so that you know i got them i'll do what i can and so that if if i'm able uh if it doesn't compromise me or my family and so that hey i'll help people out so um, that's just what it comes down to. And nothing about that, you know, really changed growing up. It's about that. Uh, the only difference is when uh, I moved more to Tony Stark than, you know, Peter Parker, which there is no love loss for Peter Parker. Uh, it just came down to the different things that I dealt with as an adult versus what I dealt with as a kid. You know, once you cross that threshold, so that it's a whole different thing. And I didn't have the the ease into like some people i went straight from being freaking you know this lightweight kid so at that to to being a marine like there was no there was the, my time to grow up was at three months in boot camp like freaking i had no other option from that point on so once i got out of boot camp it's like that it's like okay you're an adult this is what you got to do this is what you got to deal with freaking you know fix it i made my mistakes i i dealt with issues and stuff like that freaking i've had my own you know demons that I've had to, you know, face with that, and I've come on, on top freaking, you know, in the end of it, and I will never forget, you know, where I came from, and that's kind of the same thing with freaking, with Tony and stuff like that. 
he doesn't you know forget where he came from he understands that and you see it throughout his his entire arc and so that they showed a bit of it in the movies and stuff like that especially him taking on you know peter parker and so like that which is again special for me because you know two characters i like so like that did you cry maybe a little bit there's a manly tear it, it, it was either that or his condensation from the you know the beer i was chugging i'm not sure okay. <laughs> so um but either way it said both characters so that you know sat well with me growing up something like that and a lot of people don't realize like you never stop growing like you're always going to freaking evolve in, in you know character personality whatever the case yep. may be and stuff like that and, and when people start to understand that so that you can really start looking into yourself and seeing okay what are you about what's going on with you and how do you you know respond to, to everyday life and stuff like that and again superheroes with that you know it being something for me to relax and kind of branch out and be in a different world and stuff like that but i still take pieces of that you know back to reality and understand you know this is where i came from and stuff like that this is where my understanding developed and stuff like that and how can i take those values and stuff that i've learned here as well as what i've learned you know growing up and put that to good use within the world so um from a civilian standpoint now that we've ended up talking about how both of your service time would, would it be surprising from a civilian standpoint to see like how prevalent like were comic books and geekdom was that like an acceptable thing at the time either you were in the military or was it more of a um really yeah everybody's got their their niche though that like you you got some people that freaking are all about just drinking all day and you know freaking doing a thing you got other Groups and stuff like that. For you, find you, you click up in the military. You find well, people we, that you. I tell you like this. We we can do it like this because I can only speak from an air winger point of view. I've only I only saw the ground forces when they came through, thinking they were better than everybody. We used to fuck them up because we still could fight. <laughs> but I know when every duty station I went to, you have no choice. Like when you're in the office, you still got to sit down. You talk with people. You get to learn about everybody. They say, oh, yeah, I like this, too. And then they say, oh, you should meet my friend. And that's how you start to get bonded with people that you don't know. And even though you get that bond and they deploy somewhere else, you still have that bond. You still have their information. So it's to this day. I still talk to some guys. I went to boot camp. And I mm-hmm. got out of boot camp in 93. So, so we got out of boot camp when I was born. Yeah, pretty much. Young ass. So, <laughs> and for us, like, when we weren't, like, I was ground supply. Only thing we did was run around forklifts, you know, play forklift games or, you know, throw 50 cubes. Trying to pick up a penny through the backflip trick. Yeah, was, we do ridiculous shit. Like, if we weren't dealing with the grunts when they came in and, you know, getting the gear out and doing inventory, we was talking about what we like doing. We'd bring in books for our downtime. If we weren't, if, our gunny one in, and we didn't have to go run for doing stupid shit, which we always did. We was reading. And, and then, then for, for your time frame, well, how was that, that with geekdom? I mean, it was the same thing. I mean, I was an air winger as well and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, uh, a lot of my friends and stuff like that freaking uh, end up going uh, grunts and stuff like that. And while you know, a lot of the, you know, the, the grunts I freaking grew up with in the Marine Corps and stuff like that, you know, for freaking guns and alcohols or that there were still quite a few that freaking enjoyed comic books and you know video games or you know one or the other so it was always back and forth and 
I got a real taste of it is when we first deployed, I was one of the guys in charge of packing the mechanics boxes that were going over and stuff like that. So it was like, yeah, we're putting everything in there. It's like, oh, we got space and stuff like that. Cause you're gonna take so much with your, your like one C bag that you got this, and one's all your gear. So it's like, cool, I got space. I put a TV, it was old box TV. And I put my, that, that you know, that lime green Xbox. <laughs> Way back in the day. That motherfucker was in there. This is about that. Freaking yeah, shit overseas. We didn't have all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have yep. all that. Back, back in the day, that's pre when I graduated. <laughs> we just took so, I was in second grade. So, um, yeah, so when I got over there, so that freaking, you know, my place was the one that everybody wanted to hang out with, you know, so that, that freaking of anybody who was of geek culture, so that, that because I went and found a converter over there, so that, so I was like, cool, we can watch movies, we play video games, yeah. you know, stuff, like, that was the thing, so everybody was hanging in my room, and the only thing I required was, hey, <laughs> you bring me snacks? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what, bring like, your own text. It's like me when um, it was a funny story. Um, when I got stationed up at Dobbins, when I got transferred back here for reasons unknown, you know, um, I had to stay in duty. And Will though that's twenty four hours. You do twelve and twelve. Well, it just so happened that that's when Mortal Kombat came out. I was a beast with Mortal Kombat. I played with all the characters, not just one. And I come in, walking in, I look, and I was like, is that more combat on the TV? And I'm supposed to be on duty? Man, give me a controller. <laughs> <laughs> I told the staff, I said, hey, I'm down here. Uh, if you need me, call me. He's like, whatever. Then I went down, and I was murking people for six straight hours. Before <laughs> the combat. And that's what you do. Forget, I've had plenty of duty. Did. So, that, yeah, like, because we had, like, you got your staff NCO, you got yep. your NCO, it's on duty, and stuff like that. I'm and sitting there freaking like, playing video games with my gunny yeah. and stuff like that because like, hey, yeah, you like shit, let's fucking go. So it's yeah, like, and, freaking... and when you playing video games, rank don't matter. It's all about shit talk. You don't <laughs> care what your rank shit. is. It's talking. You talking shit. shit. Like, it's come like, on, I'm gonna bust that ass. Get on over. Here. <laughs> it's like, all right, freaking next match. Who, who's who's gonna tour? Who's gonna tour the building? Yeah, stuff like that. If with you, that yeah. ass, like, hey. Gonna get to walking. Like, I shit. had uh, so. my my staff sergeant came down. He's like, "Oh, okay, let me get next." I said, "What you got?" No, nah, we betting over here. I said, "Can I get off two hours early?" I mean, what? If I follow oh. you, can I go home? <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was some real shit popping off. I didn't think, get a flawless. Yeah, everybody had different things, and because I was a firefighter, so that we lived together for fifteen days out the month. Like we lived in the same crash barn I was in and the, the other 15 in the other 15 days we were at the barracks and stuff like that so as our shifts changed and stuff like that it's like okay you're on for 48 hours you're off who's on night crew when you're on night crew you stay there you don't go anywhere yeah so that's when you see everybody's what does everybody like to do it's like oh this guy he's going to go smoke and stuff like that this guy he's going to go freaking sit at the burn pit and stuff like that hey he's going to be in the weight room he's going to be playing video games hey he's watching rescue me that was a big show Freaking, you know, for us while we was there, everybody watched Rescue Me. Um, was it true? Was it like stick pretty true to the life? Yeah, I mean, a lot of that stuff happens with okay. that. I, I think it was one of the best representations that I've okay. seen uh, with a lot of stuff. Now, again, some stuff was embellished and stuff like that, but you deal with a lot of a lot of bullshit and stuff like that. So, um, and it stayed true all over through the military and stuff like that. Like, hey, you, you deal with some bullshit and you know, probies get you know shit to do like you just, you know you show up and be like freaking hey freaking i need you to go find me a pricky seven and stuff like that i need 10t for him 
You know, <laughs> go find me. A, go find me an ST Ripper. Go go grab hey. me a handful of flight line. Like <laughs> we had a guy. Hey, go get me a Hummer key. They're like, what? Yeah, you go to Motor T. You ask for a Hummer key. <laughs> oh, okay. Hummer I actually got the keys. <laughs> I, actually, I actually got by on that one. They said, go get a Hummer key and so that. So I went to get the Hummer key and so that. They're like, what's this for? I'm like, you got to unlock the steering wheel because there's a key freaking that locks the wheels. Ah, that. so that's a, a great ass. way around it. That's a great yeah. way. But oh, you're, you're the, the best thing about the flight line since I worked, since our, our main office was with air supply, so we was right at the flight line. Everybody on the floor was in on it. So he just go from shop to shop. Because the armory was down, like three doors down. Uh, the OIC's office was down there. And they would just, oh, you need to fly like, oh, we just ran out. You got to go see them. And they would just have them walking around for 20, 30 minutes. This is what you got to do. It's bringing you in. It was hilarious. I love yeah. it. You, <laughs> you know, me, done <laughs> probably to this day. Tradition is tradition. That's something that will never be broken. Because people, people like in my age, age range, like, oh no, that's that's, that's harassment. No, that's tough love. Tough love, tough love is acceptable. Tough love is warranted. And if you're not getting it, people don't like you. That's just the way it is. And and that's the thing with comics too. Yeah, that's the thing with comics too. If if we not agreeing on what we liking, we don't need to be around each other. If you can't deal with my attitude about like if I if I just come out, I'm sorry, we want to say Iron Man fucking sucks. And I can't tell you why, then we don't need to be around each other. I need to have, if I can back up what I say about a character, then we'll be fine. That means we can still, we can be in the same crew because you have your opinion and I now have somebody to talk to like, look, look at what's going on with this character now. Well, maybe let me look at it. So while I'm not trying to turn your opinion, I'm still going to introduce you to stuff that I like. While in turn, you'll be telling me about stuff you like, which makes us better. That is one of the <coughs> great things I like about <coughs> this group in general is I came in basically ground floor, basically inadequate level of knowledge to even <coughs> be holding a conversation with you guys. But there was never any, oh, you're just an absolute idiot. It was like, hey, research this, come back, talk to me. And then, hey, research this, come back to me. There are geek supremacists out there, and we do our best not to be like that. I'll bully any of because if you want to become passionate about something, the people that are knowledgeable about it should educate you and not belittle you on that subject. I mean, if they give you the information, you're not willing to do the research on it and not try and better understand what you want to be passionate about. That's on you. It's like, if I learn something like me, being in the game with comic books as long as I have been, I, by right, am supposed to know more than both of you. As long as I've been in it and I'm stuck and I stick with it and I'm always up to date, for me, the only thing you're going to know is what's going on from the day you started forward. You're not going to know about anything that happened during my time unless I tell you. So why would I keep that knowledge to myself when I tell you something that's going to make you understand more? Because certain stories will resonate and certain arcs will resonate with people in certain ways that can really either enrich you or just have a better understanding of said character or characters that maybe you didn't have going into said arc. Like, perfect, perfect example. We'll, we'll take the most popular superhero, Superman. There's always the argument, how strong is Superman? Who can, and whenever there's like, hey, who's the strongest comic book character? It's always Superman versus somebody. 
he's always in the conversation. For y'all to argue, it'll be, let's just say, oh, World War Hulk will murk Superman. But somebody like me, like, you know what, he would. But pre-crisis Superman would work World War Hulk. And y'all be like, who is that? And see, now that's something that you would go look at because pre-crisis Superman was on a whole nother power scale than any Superman got out right now. Yeah, because yeah, the hardest thing about power scaling between different universes is DC, from what I've learned anyway, is your god-level threat. Marvel is more of your every man, every woman, average Joe-level threat, but they also have... Yeah, we learned that in our draft, which is also on the YouTube, that there are certain characters that are absolutely insane levels, like Adam Warlock, you have Sentry, you have Hyperion. Kiss me. Look, the video spoke for itself, but it's not really a rant, it's just more of a just power scaling between different companies is always interesting. It's like when people try and equate certain anime characters to like certain god level characters, because Saitama is easily the number one character that people throw out in OP fights. Like, well, Saitama's never lost. He, he can, can go murky, dude. And, but he's wow. also a parody, so I really, really count him as being a serious character. When, when he, he gets serious, he is insane. By Tom, you never watched One Punch Man, have you? I've watched a couple, and I did my research, but then when the, then the creator came out and said, yeah, he's strictly satire, I really can't count him. I mean, I can, but... Because he's still a created anime character. So he's he still a created anime character, but... Because Deadpool is literally satire too. But it's the way he was meant. He was. He said, "I can't remember word for word. I'm just gonna paraphrase. Try to paraphrase. I made him to make fun of them because of his power is so obscene that this is what we see when we see these characters. And I honestly think One Punch Man is one of the reasons we get so many fucking retcons and the powers are starting to drop." on some of these characters. Because people are looking for more everyday characters. Superman they don't want those god double characters. You can't relate to that. On fucking chains to having a problem lifting up a mountain. Now he's back to moving the moon. Now then he jumped to moving the black hole. I mean it's just when when One Punch came out, that kind of set I think that kind of made him clear like shit. Not only are we having a problem creating characters to fight every time now the stories aren't going to be as believable as they could be. And that's why when I was with Marvel, Marvel was more relatable because they stuck to more real-world problems. And then they have throughout their MCU and TVU run. DC is basically like, hey, get the best, throw them together, let's go fuck some shit up. And for better or worse, it's delivered a certain level of product and expectation that you have. Throughout now, their universe, we're time. not going to say that all the storylines for either company has been great. There has been good on both sides. There has been outstanding oh, yeah. on both, especially sides. depending on which writer is for which side. Because there are certain writers that just transcend certain level of comics that they work for. Their work is just that exceptional. It just depends on what style you like. Like I know people that they like Batman the animated series, but they don't like the style. It was strong. It's like I can watch it, but it would be more entertaining if it was more new school. 
And that's just their preference. Me, I think it's the greatest animated show with the X-Men of the 90s. Those two right there, you, I, we could argue that all day on which one is the best. We may all end up agreeing at the same point, though. Because the Batman animated series just hit differently. I literally go back and forth between the two. It's like I found out that Disney Plus got the X-Men show and I just watch it for the intro. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of that nostalgia you're still holding on for. Yeah, see, I'm just like... He's going to make it a ringtone. I had it as a ringtone for a while. That would make absolutely perfect sense. That sounds like something you do. I had a Night Rider ringtone. For those of you that made it to like the 52-minute mark of the video, you're welcome for these little tidbits that we have because these are the actual conversations that like we have in chat all the time. You never get to see like us relaxing and you know kind of bailing back the curtain that we're just literally regular geeks. We're just a little bit more weird. Who you calling regular? You're, you're pretty abnormal. I'm just saying. Thank you. I appreciate that. Like we appreciate who you are and what you're about. But I mean, sometimes you come up with stuff and like chat. You're just like. I ain't supposed hey, look, to be there. I resemble that remark. Is, is that, that because, because you're banned from Facebook, Facebook for like the 80th time? This is like August for, for right now, but it might be more. Like, like you might get it back on my birthday. It's like, you know, hey, he's back for a day. I don't even do nothing on there no more. I really don't care. They can take it away. I'll be fine with it. Mm. It really adds nothing to my life. And has it for years. I got all my cousin's information if I need to talk to them. Before we end up down a long diatribe of off topic, we're going to wrap up today's show for what's the topic. And we talk about our favorite characters. We talked a little bit about your guys' time service in our country. We talked about just how characters can resonate with certain people. We encourage all of you to find out what you're passionate about, what really resonates with you. Just find a genre that works for you, whether it's gaming, anime, comics, whatever the case may be. Just find something you love, try and delve deeper into it, and try not to be. One of those people, like, you know so much about the character, you try and belittle everybody else who's trying to learn and educate themselves. There's always somebody out there that knows more. There's always somebody more. There's always a comic book guy from the Simpsons. If I walk down to that comic book store that they put over in the little strip mall next to me, I don't talk to none of them. You just grab your comics and get out. I just, like, they be like, hey, how you doing there? I'm like, I'm fine, sir. I don't want to disturb you. Look, if you're the smartest person in the room, it's time to find a different room. Always yep. try to better yourself. Figure out, you know, what you can learn, what what more you can get out of whatever it is that you're interested in. There's always a chance to learn something new, something more. And the thing is, you can also learn from people freaking who don't have as much knowledge as you. So that they may have one little piece of information that you may not like. Freaking, I I love you know Iron Man. So about that. Tony may not know shit about freaking Iron Man. Freaking except for what's on the basics. So I'm I'm using you as an example. Okay. <laughs> See his face is going. Like, He's like, "How dare you?" If I know, <laughs> if I know one thing that he doesn't know, or one particular arc that he may have missed for whatever reason, something like that. Then yeah, that's something that he can learn. He can go back, and that's something they can have a conversation about. That's something that people can talk about. So, when you're having a conversation, don't let it be a one-way exchange. Always freaking talk. Let it go both ways. Something like that. Let people get some stuff out. Let some people ex- express their knowledge, even if you know what's going on already. Let, let some people kind of get some some, some stuff out, some stuff off the yeah. chest, because they're excited about it. They learned about it. It's new to them. And so that they kind of go and don't there. Don't be little when they, like Will said, don't be little when they come out with something you already know. Let you can know. always agree with it and then add on and be like, hey, but did you also hear they did this as well? Or like, hey, read this storyline if you really like what he was doing there. Right. You add on to their experiences of learning. 
don't stop it. Say, oh, you just now found out about that. Oh, that's been out. No, what's the point of doing that? Just make yourself seem superior for absolutely no reason. You didn't write the comics. Yeah, you're going to lose respect instantly. Be a relatable down to earth person. Be a king of nothing. Yeah, just be a good geek in general. But for today's show, I've been Brad. I've been hosting just kind of holding the flow of the conversation. We got the man at the bottom, the man, the myth, the marvel, Will Parker. Right above us, we have the deacon of DC, Tony. With that, Tony, I believe you have something you love to say. Thank you for listening to Grown Geeks on your preferred streaming service. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and YouTube, both under Grown A Geeks.